All right, so we're going to be in the New Testament this week in John chapter 4. Uh, we're going to talk about the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, I picked this set of scriptures because I really like what it shows, and I think it shows something um, that we're about here at the Restoration Project. If you grew up in church, you probably heard uh, the story about Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. Um, let me see what time it is. All right. I don't want to go 74 minutes, Jenny, so I had to check the clock to see what time it was. Um, you probably heard the story, so uh, briefly, the story is Jesus is going from uh, Judea up to Galilee, and it says that he has to travel through Samaria. He goes through Samaria, he meets this woman at the well uh, in Samaria, and it's about noon when he meets this woman, and long story short, the woman has had five husbands, uh, Jesus knows this and tells her that, and the man that she's living with now is not her husband. Um, so he brings that out to her, and she says, oh, I can tell that you're a prophet. Um, she puts her faith in Jesus, and she goes and tells her city, and they come out to see Jesus. So how I've always been taught it is just like how I just said. I'm going to look at it from a little bit different angle. Um, I think... If you've been here for probably one service, uh, you know that sometimes uh, Josh and I um, look at things from a little bit different angle. Uh, maybe more Josh than me, but I will, I'll be doing that tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and read this. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given us to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Just a little bit of background. Jews and Samaritans despised each other. In John chapter 8, uh, verse 48, the, Fer the Pharisees, when they were um, trying to throw insults at Jesus, they called him a Samaritan devil. Um, hundreds of years before Jesus, when the Assyrians uh, invaded, the people that lived in Samaria started uh, taking pagan idols. They started um, intermarrying uh, with people from Assyria. Uh, so that's another reason they didn't like each other. And also... Um, the Samaritans believed that the place, the, the single place to worship God was Mount Gerizim, and Jews believed that it was, it was in Jerusalem. So that was a, obviously a big deal for them. So those are three of the reasons uh, that Jews and Samaritans despised each other. I'd never done enough research on this to really know what this meant. Uh, now he had to go through Samaria. I always thought, okay, I'm, uh, I'm going from here to Seaford, and I would have to go through Laurel. Now, I could go, I don't know, I could go over to Millsboro and go across. I don't know enough about that. I don't go to Seaford enough to know any other ways. Uh, but I would say, uh, if I'm going to Seaford and Jenny's at work, I might say, hey, Jenny, I'm going to stop and see you because I have to go through Laurel. Um, so... Jesus had to go through Samaria. If we look at the map, you see Judea down below and Jerusalem 
is right there uh, kind of in the mo- middle of Judea. To go from Judea in the blue up to Galilee in the orange or red or whatever color that is, the most natural route would be to go through Samaria. Now, a lot of Jewish people didn't go this route. They hated Samaritans so much. You see two different routes over here on the right-hand side, uh, one that goes just on the inside of the Jordan River and one that actually crosses over the Jordan River and goes up and then comes back across the Jordan River. Um, that's how I always was always taught that Jews always went this way, but Jesus believed that he had a divine appointment in Samaria, uh, so he had to go there to meet this woman, which I'm not going to say that I don't believe that is true, but a- according to what I've read and what I've researched, it's not as prevalent as I was taught that, you, that Jews always went around Samaria. Jesus could have simply been saying, just like I would say if I was going to Seaford, I had to go through Laurel. He could have simply been saying, I have to go through Samaria. Now, one reason I point that out is either way you look at it, Jesus had what one of my former pastors would have called a divine appointment there at Jacob's Well in Samaria. A lot of times we stand around and we wait for a sign from God on on what we need to do, where we need to go, something like that. What seemingly could be just, I had to travel through Laurel to get to Seaford, could be a divine appointment uh, given by God, just like like that was uh, when Jesus went through Samaria. Now the second thing, um, what time was it? I always took this, um, you see I've got bolded there, it was about noon. Uh, in the NIV, it says it was about noon. Let me go ahead and go to my next slide. I'm not going to put this up to, um, to start a debate on the right version of the Bible or anything like that, so don't think that. But as I was, as I was researching, um, I came up with a few different versions, and this is what they say about what time it was. Uh, that Jesus came to the well. You see, NIV, NLT, ISV, CEB all say about noontime. ESV and ASB, King James, all say about the sixth hour. Uh, HSCB, God's Word, and Weymouth New Testament all say about six in the evening. To me, this is a, a pretty important thing to bring up, and this is a thing uh, that I think you'll, you'll hear us talking about similar things like this. Um, if, you, if you pay attention. A lot of people, especially people that don't believe, would say, wait a second, there's, there's contradiction in there. I read in the HSSB that it was 6 in the evening, and I read in the uh, New Living Translation that it was about noon. How do, how do you reconcile those differences? How do you say, you know what? Obviously, it can't be 6 in the evening and noon. Um, how do you reconcile those differences? Um, I would say you take the about the sixth hour and John, you have to determine whether he's using Roman time or Jewish time. If he's using Jewish time, it would be about noon uh, when they're at the well. If he's using Roman time, it would be about six in the evening uh, when he's at the well. That's important because I've always been told that the woman at the well was an outcast, that she was a whore of Samaria. I won't tell you who I got that quote from. Josh Millwood. 
So she was talking to Jesus, and Jesus told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So we've always been taught that she was, or I've always been taught that she was an outcast because she was at the well at noon. Why would anybody go to the well at noon, the hottest part of the day? Um, Jesus is calling her out here saying, oh, you've had five husbands and the man you're with now isn't even your husband. Um, Or was she an outcast? Was it really at noon or was it at six in the evening when it would be natural, it's cooler, uh, people would be there uh, to draw water. Um, she had had five husbands. I always thought, oh, she's been divorced five times. Um, maybe a stroke of bad luck, dare I say luck. Um, and all of her five previous husbands are dead. Uh, now the man that she's, she has now is not her husband. Uh, I'd, I'd say that's Jesus at least there um, pointing out some sin in her life, pointing out something that um, that she may not have wanted everybody to know, that everybody may not know, that Jesus, I would think, wouldn't have known. This is important to me. Was she an outcast or was she not an outcast? The answer to that question isn't as important as the question itself. If I'm looking at the Samaritan woman at the well, and I think, all right, she's had five husbands, she's an outcast, she's a woman of ill repute, whatever kind of words you want to use for her, I can't, I can't see myself in a situation, obviously I haven't had five husbands, um, but I can't see myself in a situation like that. Uh, so I don't, um, I don't identify with that as much as I would if you read it and say she's there at night, she's not an outcast, she's not afraid to be there when everybody else is there. She's, yeah, she's living with a man now that's not her husband, so she does have some sin in her life, um, but she's not necessarily an outcast. See, I've I've never felt like an outcast, like there's somewhere that I couldn't go uh, because of what I believed or what I didn't believe. Some people may feel like that. That's the great thing about the Bible is you can read two different passages two different times. Even the same person reading it now and five years from now, maybe even five months from now, maybe even five days from now, and you see something different about it. I can identify with someone who does fit in with everybody else but has some sin in their life. I can, I can identify... Uh, with somebody that has been divorced. Um, all of you may or may not know this about me, but I've, uh, I got married. Uh, I'm not proud of this. None of y'all that are 18 or under 18, I don't suggest doing this. I got married eight days after my 18th birthday. Um, and three years later, uh, we got divorced. And so... There, there are parts of this story that I can identify with. A, a woman um, who has lost her spouses for some reason or, or another, whether it's divorce or whether it's uh, death or whatever the case is. Um, 
and she meets Jesus, and I believe we'll see shortly that Jesus completely changes um, her life. So what happened at the well? Obviously, the Samaritan woman needed water. That's why she went to the well. You see, uh, it was about noon when a Samaritan woman came to draw water. She went to the well because she needed to draw water. What she really needs, but she doesn't know it, is living water. The woman said to him, him being Jesus, um, Sir, give me this water so that I don't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands, and the man, man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. So whatever Jesus is saying to here, uh, to her, he's pointing out some sin that she's got in her life. Oftentimes, um, we don't realize uh, that we're on the wrong path. Uh, many, many years ago, before Rachel and I met, um, I had a girlfriend that we were, uh, we were going to a Rangers game. If you don't know me, I'm a huge Texas Rangers fan. We were driving to the Rangers game. Um, it was the first time that I had ever driven to one of the games. I lived about 75 miles away. And I had ridden to the games before, but I'd never driven. So I didn't exactly know how to get there, but I thought I did. So you have to cross the whole Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex uh, to get to the Rangers game. And I haven't driven enough places out here, Baltimore or D.C. or anything like that to know. I would say probably if you combine Baltimore and D.C. Uh, and smush them together. That's what I was having to drive across to get to the Rangers game. And highways that go this way and go this way and cross and do a bow tie thing and something that, some crazy stuff. So we're driving to the game and I take a highway, which I know now was the wrong highway. And I'm heading to what I think is the ballpark. And the girl that I'm taking uh, says, hey Doug, are you sure you're going the right way? Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going the right way. I've, I've, I've gone before. I know where I'm going. And I just kept driving. And a few minutes later, Doug, are you sure we're going the right way? Yeah, I'm sure. I've, I've been before. I know where we're going. The third time she asked me, I finally said, uh, maybe I don't know where I'm going. And it would have been easy if, you know, 10, probably 10 years ago, we didn't have smartphones. Um, we barely had cell phones back then, and they were a little bit bigger than what they are now. I should have brought a picture of, of my first cell phone. It wasn't huge, but it, anyway. Um, finally, um, I listened to the person that was trying to point out something wrong that I was doing, and I corrected my course and went the right way. Now, that's nothing compared to the sin we have in our lives, to Jesus pointing out that sin in us and helping us to correct our course to go the right way, uh, but that's just a little example of how we may think we're going the right way, um, and we may not realize until somebody points it out to us that we're, in fact, going the wrong way. So the woman needed living water. At the well, we found out that her traditions and her religious system can't save her. 
She responded to Jesus by saying, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is, of, is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. So she, she tries to change the subject from her sin, and I think we probably all try to do that same thing. If somebody points out um, something that I'm doing wrong in my life, I don't want to say, oh, well, let's sit down and talk about it and talk this through and see what I need to do to fix that. I try to change the subject. So like, if Josh says, hey, Doug, what, uh, why are you doing, I don't know, I'm not even going to throw anything out there. And I say, oh, well, did you see the, uh, did you see the Orioles game last night? Or, hey, the Rangers are going to be in town in a couple of weeks. So we got to go to the game. So I, I would try to change the subject uh, as, as quickly as I could. And I, I imagine most of us do that same thing. Here, the woman of the well uh, tried to change the subject, tried to bring up a question um, for Jesus to answer, to get him off of uh, the sin that was in her life. Um, also, she may have really wanted to know the answer to this question. Uh, she could have been changing the subject, but she may have really wanted to know the answer. Um, I could be changing the subject with Josh, but I really want to go to an Orioles and Rangers. Not only... Is she trying to change the subject here? But this is something that she needs an answer to. Her ancestors worship where they're at, um, at Mount Gerizim. But the Jews um, believe that they must worship in Jerusalem. So the next part of that, Jesus' response, that could be a sermon in itself. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time there other than uh, to to say that Jesus is saying here that her traditions, her religious systems she's had in the past, that's not what's going to save her. She's looking at what's going to save her. She's looking at Jesus, and Jesus is, is who's going to save her. The woman was looking for something. Um, Augustine, in the, in his confessions, the confessions of St. Augustine, Augustine, I tried to say Augustine there, O oh Lord, you have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless till they rest in you. See, the woman at the well, whether she was, whether she had been married and divorced five times, whether she had had five husbands and they died, whatever the case is, um, the, the man that she was living with now, uh, she's looking for something. I feel like we're all looking for something, and if we don't rest in Jesus our hearts are going to be restless. We're going to continue uh, to look for things. Our activities, our service projects that we do aren't going to be fulfilling unless we're doing those while we're resting in Jesus. Our church attendance isn't going to be fulfilling unless we do that while resting in Jesus. The woman at the well, while she's there to get water, she needs the Christ. The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. She doesn't realize that that's exactly who she's talking to. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. Uh, when he comes, he will explain everything to us. 
Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to, to you, am he. Some versions um, leave the he off. It says, uh, I, the one speaking to you, I am. That would have had a lot of, signific- a lot of significance uh, to anyone who knew the Old Testament very well. You see God in the Old Testament um, when, when Moses said, Who shall I say sent me? Uh, tell them I am sent you. Uh, so what Jesus is saying here uh, to the woman at the well is that he is I am. And then she places her faith in Jesus. Now, it doesn't explicitly say, and then the woman believed in Jesus. It doesn't explicitly say that she said a prayer or anything like that. But we see from her actions that she places her faith in Jesus. Um, What she did next, she left her jar. She went and told the people of her village, and she brought them to Jesus. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two, more, two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you have said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Before I get to what about us, I want to go back to the beginning for a second. When I originally wrote this, I called this, Does It Matter? And I asked the question at the beginning um, when I originally wrote it. Um, every, all, of the, all of the things I talked about at the beginning were questions. Um, was it noon when she was at the well? And then my response was, it doesn't really matter if it was noon or 6 o'clock or 3 o'clock or 6 in the morning or when it was. Does it matter if she is really an outcast? And my answer was, no, it doesn't really matter if she was an outcast. What matters is that God's grace was exactly what she needed, whether she was this person that couldn't be around anybody else because she was such an outcast or whether she was just a normal person. Um, But I changed that because that stuff does matter. Um, How you relate to things in the Bible, how you relate to God's word does matter. So what you believe about those things matters, but it doesn't matter enough for me to say, well, you believe it was noon and I believe it was six o'clock, so I don't like you. Not that... Maybe not in those words, but um, it, it matters, but it doesn't really matter. What about us? What do we need to do? First, we need to leave our jars. This presupposes that you are a Christian. First, you need to have that faith in Jesus. If you have that faith in Jesus, then you need to leave your jar. The woman was at the well to get water. That was the one reason that she had made that trip to the well. Whatever it is that we have in this world, um, if we're not doing it for Jesus, we need to leave those jars. We need to leave the jars and go and tell people. The woman at the well, um, when, after she left her jar, she went back to her city. Uh, she told people about Jesus, and people believed in Jesus just from her telling them about him. 
And then we need to bring people to Jesus. It's not enough just to go tell people. Uh, we also need to bring them back to Jesus.